Lots of action on the quarterback carousel this week. And to help us break it all down, our ESPN front office insider, longtime executive of the Dolphins and the Jets, Mike Tannenbaum. Mike T., uh, first of all, let's start with Lamar Jackson. And, and I just want you to check my math here and make sure this is all correct. So the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar, meaning that the Ravens will pay him $32 million this season. And with the franchise tag being non-exclusive, if another team offers Lamar Jackson a more lucrative deal, they can match that offer. If they decide not to match the other team's contract, a more lucrative deal, they can let him go and be compensated with two first-round picks. Okay, is that all correct? Do we have that squared away, Mike T.? Yes. Okay, glad I got that all right. So, Mike T., with this situation, a lot of people around the NFL, a lot of players' personalities are complaining that the Ravens have insulted Lamar Jackson, have lowballed him with their plan of action. Mike T., do you think this is an insulting offer from the Ravens, or is this just a savvy piece of business? Yeah, it's not insulting at all. Basically, what's going on now is a team, in theory, could go put a offer sheet together, and if the Ravens don't match, they could actually acquire Lamar Jackson for less than what the Cleveland Browns acquired Deshaun Watson for. So it's actually just the opposite when you look at it, Cyrus. So yeah. it's actually um, a real big opportunity for Lamar Jackson. You know, the, the threshold question here is, will someone give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed deal? And we're going to see what the marketplace determines. You know, there's been a lot of things out there about collusion, and that's simply erroneous because free agency hasn't begun yet. That would be accusing me of having someone stolen a car that hasn't been built yet. <laughs> so without free agency starting, you can't possibly have collusion, nor do I think the owners would get in a room and 31 of them agree to collude not to pay one player when, as to remind the audience, if there was ever a collusion claim that was actually um, proved, it would actually void the CBA. When you avoid the CBA, one of the main things that happens is you actually eliminate the draft, so players like Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Bryce Young would become free agents the next day, and you could just imagine the frenzy of Jerry Jones signing Bryce Young <laughs> or Will Anderson. And then, lastly, I think what the marketplace is saying is, you know, the Cleveland Browns were wrong. You know, they mm-hmm. paid Sean Watson two hundred thirty million dollars fully guaranteed and had a bad season. So, you know, our league's a copycat league, and we saw the Rams win a Super Bowl, and I think some teams, you know, started to look at the draft picks and say hey, I'd rather have Matt Stafford. I'd rather have Aaron Donald um, instead of these draft choices. But I don't think anyone's sitting there right now and saying, like, hey, we got to go do what the Cleveland Browns did. Again, here with Mike T breaking down the Lamar Jackson situation. And Mike T, Christian Cat, our colleague here at ESPN, brought up a good point that Lamar Jackson kind of maybe was in the wrong place at the wrong time in terms of the next quarterback to negotiate a deal after Deshaun Watson. And he's just happening to be the quarterback experiencing this market correction after the overpay of the Cleveland Browns. Do you think that, again, this is Lamar Jackson being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and this would be the same scenario if you swapped out Jackson for Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or any other big quarterback that is approaching a huge contract? Yeah, Cyrus, I I see it candidly completely different. I I think Lamar Jackson is benefiting immensely from Mm. Deshaun Watson's contract. It's just not necessarily dollar for dollar, and you know, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in guaranteed, and maybe there's you know, a couple of dollars at the end that aren't guaranteed, but make no mistake about it, 
Lamar Jackson is going to do incredibly well, as is Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. To say that he's not benefiting um, from Sean Watson, I think it's completely, I see it completely different, and I think all these quarterbacks are going to do great. And just because one quarterback doesn't get exactly what he doesn't want from a macroeconomic standpoint, these contracts have never been richer, and they've never been a higher percentage of the salary cap. Getting back to the franchise tag, Mike T., it's a commonly used way for teams to hold on to a player without committing to a long-term deal. You see it all the time. But hypothetically, could the Ravens continue to kick the can down the road and franchise Lamar Jackson every season? Or is there a limit to the amount of franchise tags you can use on one player? Yep. So they could do it this season and then two more after this. So that's certainly something they can do if they wanted to. Last thing with Lamar before we get into some other QB questions. And Mike T., you've analyzed this whole situation through the mind of a GM like you were with the Dolphins and the Jets, and I'm sure you've talked about it in depth on and off camera with your colleagues at ESPN. And I'm just wondering, when you think about the whole Lamar Jackson saga, is there any aspect of it from the Ravens' point of view, from the Mars, anyone's point of view, that makes you say, yeah, I don't get why XYZ did that, or makes you scratch your head and think, yeah, that that just doesn't make sense to me? I would say that... You know, Lamar Jackson's a 26-year-old league MVP who deserves to be amongst the very highest-paid players in the league. And by all reports, by all accounts, people I've talked to on the record, off the record for the better part of a year on this, I know within, you know, (laughs) very good sources that they put an unbelievable offer on the team, uh, on the table for Lamar Jackson that would create general regional wealth for multi-generations that Lamar Jackson richly deserves. Do I think it was the perfect offer for Lamar Jackson? Obviously not. That's why he hasn't signed. Mm. But I can tell you, based on 20-plus years of doing these, best deals for the one side where both sides have to give a little. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight, talking about the quarterback carousel with Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T., Lamar hasn't gotten his payday yet, but Daniel Jones and Derek Carr have. Starting with Jones, he signed a four-year, $160 million deal with the Giants. Mike T., from... The perspective of Daniel Jones, it's got to be a great deal. What grade do you give the Giants on the deal that they've made with Daniel Jones? Uh, D minus. It's a $22 million mistake. Just in terms of they could have exercised the fifth-year option, and they could have done that at presumably roughly $22 million. This is a roughly $40 million-a-year deal, Cyrus. And part of running a successful team is you have to correctly evaluate your own, and by them not giving him the fifth-year option. They had to overpay to the extent of about $18 million a year. And just to put you know, context on that, that could be you know, a player like Jamel Dean, for example. Yeah, definitely seemed like a reach there for the Giants. Another guy, we mentioned him already, Derek Carr got paid. He is going to the Big Easy, four years, $150 million to play for New Orleans. So same question, Mike T., from the perspective of the Saints, what grade would you give them after their deal with Derek Carr? Oh, I love this deal. I think this is a win-win, Cyrus. You know, we got to remember that Dennis Allen was the head coach of the uh, Raiders when they drafted him. And when you think about some of the young talent with Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara, now look, we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas, but given what's going on in that division right now, you can put an argument together that with uh, their defense that this could be a team that could compete for the division title. I love this move. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight with Mike Tannenbaum. And speaking of teams that are trying to compete for a division after a quarterback upgrade, the New York Jets 
supposedly had a fruitful meeting this morning with Aaron Rodgers and look confident or feel confident that they will be able to bring him on board. But uh, Mike T, I feel like I'm cr- taking crazy pills. because it, It's not like Aaron Rodgers is a free agent. I mean, the, the Jets still have to come to an agreement with the Packers in the form of a trade, correct? That's exactly right. And um, until that compensation's worked out, you know, nothing else really matters in terms of it's great that Aaron Rodgers reportedly wants to go there, but uh, again, until a trade can be worked out between those teams, um, we got to pump the brakes on that. Well, let's put the cart before the horse like we do in Sports Talk Radio and assume that the Jets and the Packers do get a deal done. Would the Jets throw out Aaron Rodgers' current contract with the Packers and renegotiate with him? And what would that look like, Mike T? Yes, sir. It's a great point. You know, if we were running a team and we had to give up you know, a material amount of picks, you know, in terms of a first or a second, we certainly would want to know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there at least for two years. So, you know, the average per year is probably going to be close to $60 million, but um, I certainly would want to know that he's there in year two. Again, putting the cart before the horse, if the Jets do get Rodgers, do they become your favorite, your pick to win the AFC East? Yeah, I still like the Bills. You know, I just think as long as Josh Allen's there, I put them at the head of class, but boy, it makes the AFC East really compelling. I think the Patriots are better with Bill O'Brien. You know, obviously a lot with Miami is going to always depend on, you know, to his health, uh, but they certainly got some explosive weapons. So we'll see. But it certainly, you know, makes the Jets a national team. You know, they'll certainly get a lot more exposure, you know, in terms of national games and things like that. No doubt about that. And speaking of favorites, I know your favorite when it comes to the car buying experience is going down to Delray and seeing the guys at Greco Chevy. Mike T, what makes Greco Chevy Delray Beach such an awesome car buying experience? Yeah, Greco Chevrolet, they are the best of class. They haven't passed their prime. In fact, they're right in the middle of it. I <laughs> love it. Uh, it's a great car buying selection. We bought multiple cars there. We just bought a Chevy Bolt that we love. It's a great car. It's safe. Um, it's just a great car buying experience. Selection, price, service, financing, it's all tremendous, and they're conveniently located on Federal Highway in Delray Beach. Excellent stuff. Mike T., I'm sure you'll be monitoring all the Rogers news, so will we. Looking forward to talking to you next week, whether or not we get a deal done, so we'll see. All right, Cyrus, thanks so much. Have a great week.